So season 10, Tom's an executive producer. Yeah. Wow. He's the and, man. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay. The church where Lois uh, talked to what, – what's his name? The church uh, – are you talking about uh, – The radio Godfrey? guy. Yeah. You, that church. Is that the same church that we saw a few seasons ago? <laughs> You got me. I don't have what's called an official Smallville companion. <laughs> and okay. uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, the wiki didn't give me anything about that. Well, we don't want to wait. We don't. Season 10. Season 10. <laughs> Season 10. I'm Robin. I'm Stephanie. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed these episodes so much. Oh, I'm and it so ended, glad. And it ended on a really great note. Like, it was such a good arc. Yeah, right? I, just, I, I, was, I was thinking that when I was. Uh, like okay, five episodes and like that, da 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 da. Because really, it's the uh, it's the Lois uh, from Lois finding out about his secret to Clark finally telling her his secret. It is such a great arc and uh, such a such a great ending to the arc. I, I just I just feel so happy at the end of that episode. Oh, yeah. at the end For of some Homecoming. reason, there was confetti <laughs> <laughs> in the Deadly Planet. It was like supposed to be like, I don't know, they like landed in a pile of like shredded paper or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it looked like confetti flying through the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we should start with uh, season 10, episode one, Lazarus. This is the one where Clark returns after three days in the cave, right? Okay. Waiting for it. Uh, uh. <laughs> but also, also, it kind of, this is the, we, we, we go back to this, uh, how am I trying to, what am I trying to say? Mm-hmm. This episode is very reminiscent. It's, it's taking you back to the pilot. Mm. It's taking you back to when Clark was put in Lawson's field. On the uh, scarecrow rack with the S painted on his chest, uh-huh. and he was uh, rescued by Lex. And then they, uh, Lex, top tells we we get Lex, but we don't get Lex. Yeah, I really I like this clone idea because it would have been so lame if they just said, "Oh, Lex survived somehow." Yeah. Yeah, we need an explanation. Because we knew he was dead. He was. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, my first note is I. I well, actually, I want to respond to what you're saying. This is the classic. You know, um, when the TV show realizes that it's it's last year, it's time to call, ba- call back on different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think besides Homecoming, it's all pretty subtle. I mean, but the mm-hmm. homecoming stuff, it's like, it's its supposed to be so obvious, you know? It's, yeah. it's Clark reminiscing, literally, uh, because he's going back to his reunion. But, um, and, oh, gosh, what a great episode. Anyway, uh, but, yeah, the, my, my first note uh, for Lazarus is just, like, the shiver I felt when I heard Tom Welling say, and now, the final season of Smallville. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, it's almost over. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I don't know if you feel the same way uh, about this as you do about Buffy, but it's like, you know, you get to the end and it's time to start all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, because like in Homecoming, you see uh, 
Clark now and you see a flashback to Clark in the pilot, how he was such a baby. He was so young. <laughs> yeah, yep. Him and Lana. And now he's a 30-something-year-old guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lazarus. Mm. Okay, so. Um, Clark okay. dies and he goes Clark into does. a Wes Anderson film. I wrote Heaven is a Cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> it's all green and yellow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so we have crows coming to roost on an empty scarecrow pole. Interesting. Crows... Meaning death is coming, crows. We see crows being used later for the bad guy, the dark, the darkness that we're going to be talking about. But also, there's, uh, you know, the football team was called the Smallville Crows. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that the scarecrow is gone, it's an empty pole, and so the crows have come to roost. So, so like without the scarecrow to protect us, the the evil is now is going to be here to say it's like a warning almost. That's at least what I got out of it. Yeah, I mean it was kind of ominous. Yeah, I don't know what this. I don't know what this evil is that's coming. The darkness. The darkness, because it was kind of like it's kind of like the the evilness in Clark, Mm -hmm. because his pride. So what is up with this? Like Jarrell is turning his back on Clark. He's like, "I'm done with you. I'm. You've proven that you're not worthy. Goodbye." Yeah, Uh, (laughs) he sees a lot of pride in Clark. Um, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, you, you, you talk to me about this stuff out of order. I get really confused. Oh, <laughs> I gotta, sorry. I got to work my way to it. You're so I know. <laughs> OCD. With it, I know. Well, if it was like – if we were talking about one episode at a time, I could easily just like <laughs> jump back and forth. But now I'm like, what? Um, okay. So uh, uh, so we're in the dream, right? The tomb. We see the tombstone. And it's Clark's tombstone. Yeah, he thinks it's Jonathan's. <clears throat> yep. And Jarrell reminds. Oh, and another, the previously owned lets us know that Jonathan's going to be in this episode. Uh, Stand for previously owned. <laughs> uh, the credits also spoil it as well. Yeah. Um, Jarrell reminds Clark that the sacrifice left the earth. Earth vulnerable, evil never ends. You're supposed to rule with strength, but you chose the martyr's path. And Clark smashes the tombstone, and Jarrell goes silent. And then we see in the cornfield, lit from behind, all in white, some bald figure. And we don't see his face, but yeah. Um, so it's saying Jarrell is saying that even though Lex is dead, he's still uh, a part of you and a part of your struggle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, okay, so we get the beginning of the Lois arc, right? So Lois pulling the blade out and the sun coming up and she, like, starts seeing him wake up and realizes she's got to protect him by not letting him know that she knows. Mm-hmm. And just, I love the, like, the glorious shot of Clark just standing up and re-energizing in that, like, it's rain, but it's, like, sunny. Yeah, the sun is coming out. The The rain is, the clouds are, are leaving or dissipating and the sun is coming out. And you can just see the yellow on Clark. So and see well shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love just Lois like watching and just like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my man. Uh, <laughs> uh, so credits. Uh, we have Tom, then Erica, then Cassidy, then Justin, and then followed by and Allison Mack. <laughs> <sighs> Small cast. Yeah. And the credits spoil Lois going to the desert. <laughs> 
They uh-huh. spoil Clark lifting the globe at the end of the episode. And they also, of course, like I said, the, 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 it says and, um, special guest star John Schneider, you know, as it opens. So I was just like, mm-hmm. God damn. <laughs> but you said you already knew from like the recap, like, oh, they're showing Jonathan. He's obviously mm-hmm. going to come back. And I don't know if you saw my interview before season 10 with the cast. I also got to talk to John Schneider. Yeah, and see, that's what led me to believe that we would see him this season. Yeah, and uh, like in that interview, I even was like, like, is just talking about his return, you know, because I knew it was coming. So I suggest you watch it if you haven't. You see me like swell with geek joy. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody who hasn't seen it, it's in the We Don't Want to Wait Facebook group. Also, hashtag Steph doesn't watch videos. Steph doesn't have time. You know, I just don't know about John Schneider. Sometimes he thinks he seems like a a good, wholesome guy. Yep. Sometimes I'm just like very, what's the word? Starts with a D, dubious. Dubious. I don't know. Like, like I'm going to go to jail to keep from paying my wife any money. (laughs) Well, the way he says it is like he doesn't have any money, so... And that's, mm. he's trying to, he's trying to like sell a record and all that. I mean, it's weird that, you know, John Schneider is like in the news and in trouble with the law at the same time as Alice Mack. Cause, it, but, cause I feel like it's like two different, uh, two way different cases. And it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. John is just like, you dummy, you know, you, you really should have planned this all better. And now you're, you screwed yourself, uh, monetarily, monetarily. And, uh, I sort of feel bad, but I also am like, you know, I don't know the circumstances surrounding the divorce or what happened. Um, it is very weird that he's like FaceTiming from the back of a cab headed to the jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, hey, buy my new album, please. <laughs> buy shirts, anything. Send me money. Uh, but I also felt bad. I'm like, oh, man, it's pocket being sent to jail. <laughs> But then it turns out he only had to spend like three hours there. <laughs> and so, like, even like even the video was like, uh, did you watch that video? Uh, <laughs> Parts of it, maybe I don't know. Even that video, he was like, you know, gosh, jail, you know, everything's going to change after this. Jail's going to change me. I'm like, dude, you you were sentenced for like three days. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's going to be a couple of rough nights, you know. But you know. You'll get yeah, threatened. very uh, dramatic, overly dramatic. I know you've been used to living in, uh, you know, luxury, but um. Anyway, uh, I I I hope it, I think John's uh, troubles with the law like can be I don't know redeemable, a lot more redeemable than what Allison is in trouble for. Because like, oh my god, uh, that stuff is pretty horrifying. Whereas, you know, who knows? I, 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 like, I didn't hear any, like, charges of, like, spousal abuse or anything like that. It was just he, he made a whole bunch of money while he was married and, uh, and then decided not to share it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Anyway, real life stuff, whatever. Um, so, Chloe, um, I wrote, Chloe has Ollie's shade with footage. What does that even mean? Uh, she's, she's rewatching when he was taken back in the season nine finale, yeah. but then we see the people who took him. Yeah. 
for why I wrote shade. I have no idea what I'm talking about. And yeah, it's just the ominous. The, the guy with the flag on his sleeve looks at the camera. He's like, we're coming for all of you. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know? Um, ba, 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 ba. They're talking about uh, Chloe. Chloe and Clark are talking about Lexus projects and uh, old projects because he, you know, he was he had a premonition and Lexus coming. So maybe something older than all the projects. That, and I love that they mentioned like all these different projects. Yeah, that, we that we've done before. What was it? Thirty-one <laughs> level thirty-one. Oh, thirty-three point one. I remember that. Oh yeah, thirty. Yeah, that was way back, like oh, season gosh. two or season three. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, where, where, we, where can we find uh, any sort of information? We have to go, to, obviously, to the Daily Planet archives. <laughs> but who's there already? But Lois, who's looking through the Torch archives. Oh yeah, she was like, oh Chloe, oh Pete, oh Lana, <laughs> oh Mister, Missus can't keep you. You know, uh, protected you, protected you. I'm the last to know. Yeah, yep, the she last figures to know. it all out. Yeah. I love how she remembers Lana and she remembers Pete. Like she never met Pete. <laughs> She's like, oh, Pete. <laughs> like by the time she showed up, he was gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when he returned, she wasn't in that episode. So uh, I will I will mention the Easter eggs here. The, the stories that she looks at. Uh, Gunman foils attack in swimming pool, which is uh, Van um, Van McNulty in the episode Extinction. Extinction. Remember, he was like hunting down. Uh, media freaks. Uh, Pete Ross saved from kidnapping. That was from the episode Whisper, where Clark goes blind. And uh, there, there was a mention of a tornado. We know where that's from. But uh, so I just like oh, cool. Easter eggs, yay! <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and so we have so Clark comes in and we just begins the fun of Lois knowing and Clark not, and Lois like bragging about the great kiss that she got from the blur, which like. Clark like turns the camera and like smiles. <laughs> so she doesn't see it. Yeah, see all of this was so much fun. Yeah. Um another like well, not Easter egg, but a reminder. Um so the episode Pariah where Chloe finds out Clark's secret, it doesn't tell him until later. Uh is like the same same kind of thing that what Lois is going through now. Um the reason why she doesn't tell Clark that she knows is because she talks to Lois first and she goes what should I do if I should should I tell a friend that I know a secret that a friend hasn't told me yet? And Lois says, if no one's being hurt by the secret, she should wait for the friend to tell her. So basically, Lois is unknowingly following her own advice. <laughs> or, mm. Well, she she's following her own advice that she unknowingly gave to Chloe six years ago. <laughs> mm. So meanwhile, Chloe is going to the extreme to find out where Ollie is, and that is going to the uh, mansion, not the mansion. The, the brownstone and uh, getting Dr. Fate's helmet. Would you sacrifice your sanity to save the archer? So what does that mean? Would you say, well, I mean, Dr. Fate, um, yeah. when he had the helmet on, like he was a guy that was going kind of nuts. <laughs> okay. Because uh, he was using that helmet. So um, that was like a warning that if you're going to use this helmet, you're going to mess with your own mind. Okay. Oh yeah, because later on, Doctor Emil Hamilton says that Chloe has looks like she suffered. What was it? Severe trauma. It was something that is not an actual thing. Massive trauma. She's yeah. in massive trauma. What is that? <laughs> that is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
so we have we meet uh, we later know as Rick Flag, um, and he looks very much like um, what's his face from Arrow and Legends. What's his face? You know the big bad guy that's always that never seems to die. You know the guy that killed the Black Canary. <laughs> What is his name? I forget. People are screaming at their iPhones. But you know what I'm talking about, right? The guy who was in Captain America. <laughs> are you looking it up? <laughs> yeah. Are oh, you, you talking Are you talking about the guy Manu Bennett? Bennett nope. Manu Bennett? Nope, that is uh Slade Wilson. That's Slade Wilson. Nope, he's the guy that never goes away. He's the guy who is like an immortal. Uh, John Barrowman? Nope, that's. <laughs> it's John Barrowman. I would remember John Barrowman. Uh, uh, people are screaming right now. I have no I, idea. I'm, I'm the worst. Uh, I'm looking. Neil McDonough. Thank you. Oh, Damien Dark. Damien Dark, yes. See how uh, memorable these series are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so th- that's who this guy's supposed to be is Damien Dark? No, I'm just saying the guy reminds me of Damien Dark. Oh, <laughs> I all. didn't know who he reminded me of. I didn't know what was going on. All I know was Justin Hartley was doing a really good job. Like, I enjoy, I enjoy Justin Hartley. Yes, me acting. too. And I have no idea what's going on in this in these scenes where they're uh, they're beating him, and mm-hmm. uh, but I guess by the end we realize they're just waiting. They're waiting until they get Chloe. Yeah, well, these guys are reacting to what happened in the finale, which is so the death of of uh, of uh, checkmate. Well, that. I mean, that's an obvious attack, but there's also, like, attacks all over the globe. Um, They're talking – he's talking to Ali about the fact that um, there were alien symbols uh, all over the globe. And if you remember when the Kandorians were, like, destroying landmarks, they were, you know, putting Kryptonian symbols into them. uh, Pyramids and the Washington Monument. Uh So this is the reaction to that. This, like (laughs) – So who are these people? Uh, Well, we soon realize that they're Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, so, and Ali's satellite was the only one that was like tracking them. So he wants to know what Ali knows and, you know, by any means necessary. Um, actually, if this guy looks familiar to you, it's not because of Neil McDonough, which we took way too long to figure out, but, um, (laughs) he's played by Ted Whitehall. Whitehall. Do you, do you know who he is? Nope. Okay. We saw him before he was in the episode power. His name, his character's name was Carter, and Carter trained Lana to be a kick-ass. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> so, is it the same character, or just the no. same actor? Same actor. Okay. Um, also, Ali is missing his uh, branding. I don't know where the Zod branding went to, or how it got healed. Perhaps they put jellyfish on his chest, like, <laughs> like Tess wakes up with on her face. <laughs> uh, Tess is in Cadmus Labs, uh, which is so. What uh, is Cadmus? What is this? This is a if way back in season one or season two, um, 
there was mention of Lex buying Cadmus Labs, and they're he, he doing exper- he's doing experiments there. I think Victoria and her father were trying to buy it from him or something like that. There was always mention of it in the background in like the earlier seasons, and then we, it mm-hmm. just never got mentioned again. Mm-hmm. But it is it is something from the comics. It is uh, it is a laboratory where you know experiments are done. You know, <laughs> much like what's going on here. Okay, um, now I know that it's a big thing in Supergirl. Yep, yep, yep. Which, uh, yeah, like, uh, um, who is it? Lena Luthor or the mother? Mm-hmm. Lena's mother? Lena's, Lillian Luthor is like in charge of it in that mm-hmm. mythology. So I, it's, it's all about usually girls. all Luthor. Yes, it's all, it's all about uh, the girl power. Girl power. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, all uh, usually very uh, Luthor related. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't read a whole bunch about it just yet. Although I'm going to be reading some Superman comics, uh, I just got a bunch of them, so I can't wait to dig in. Uh, anyway, unrelated. So cloning. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tess. Tess discovers all the Lex clones, and then mm-hmm. discovers a little boy, and she's being, she's feeling maternal because she loves Lex. And she accidentally releases a bad Lex. The bad one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's got all Lex's memories, and he doesn't want any other Lexes to be alive, so he just, like, destroys the lab. Um, so little Alexander is played by Jacob Davies, who was... He's so cute! Oh, my gosh, he's so cute. He was uh, Pinocchio in Once Upon a Time. Mm. Um, Mackenzie Gray plays LX-13, we met um, him from Legion. Yes, he played the Eye. Um, he was also in Man of Steel. He played Jaxer, one of Zod's uh, helpers. And we also saw him in the episode Cyborg. He was like a evil doctor working on Cyborg. Dr. Mm. Krieg. Um, all right, so... So did they did they film Man of Steel in Vancouver? Um, parts of it. Because it seems uh, like the, the, a lot of Vancouver actors. The, mm. the fishing stuff. I know the fishing stuff is a lot... Uh, you know, the... When, Clark is some of his deadliest catch stuff at the beginning. <laughs> That's all Vancouver. Um, but I believe a lot of that is like uh, Kansas or Iowa or something like that. It's not all Vancouver. I know that. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I forget. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Chloe is back. She saw that everything's going to be okay. She saw the future with Clark in a different outfit. And then they find out um, Cadmus is on fire. So Clark goes off to try to find out what's going on. And when he leaves, Chloe says, bye, Clark. Wait a minute. What? Chloe sees the future in a different outfit. She sees Clark in a different outfit in the future. Oh, oh, like the outfit that mom made for him? <laughs> she, yeah, she. he's the world's hero and he wasn't wearing black. Oh, okay. Uh, so meanwhile, yeah, Lois has stumbled upon that outfit. It is, uh, at least the shield is in the design of the Superman Returns shield, the S shield. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and she says so much better in Technicolor, which is a callback to the Max Fleischer cartoons that always start with the words Superman in Technicolor. (laughs) Mm. So yeah, this is the first time we see that super suit on the show, like, you know, not just like reflected somewhere or a blur mm-hmm. going by. This is it's holy cow the super suit. Yeah, like it's we're going to see it. Yay. It's coming. 
They're going to reveal it a little bit at a time. Yep. Until finally we get to see it. And she's all in, like, excited mode and turns around and gets, like, bashed by Alex. Yeah, she she thinks that it's Clark Mm -hmm. because they're supposed to meet because they're going to talk later in the loft. Yeah. Uh, Clark is surprised to see Tess all healed and handcuffed at this lab, and she tells him about the clones and that the fact that this project goes way back, and also like, like he kept it open while he was all like Darth Luthor, <laughs> because he was going to use these clones to heal parts of his body. So, um, and then Clark gets a message to meet Lex in Lawson's Field. And then we see Lois is the Scarecrow. And, I mean, I don't know if there's something wrong with me. It's probably just the white tank top. But dang, girl. <laughs> I know she's tied up. I don't think that's what's doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fact that she's wearing the red S on her white tank top. Um, so I just wanted to note, you know. Yeah. She's a good looking woman. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So Alex 13 talks about how he saved Clark in the pilot. <laughs> in the mm-hmm. pilot, in the first episode of the show. Um, and he betrayed him. And uh, he says, you're the Blur's greatest weakness. Your death will break him. And then he lights a fire all around her. And uh, what's, what happens next? Like, uh, he talks about his previous self as the creator and how he did die two years ago. Um, oh yeah, this is where he talks to Clark. I just want—I wrote a note that Mackenzie Gray actually does a pretty great job playing like old Michael Rosenbaum. It might be just the way he's written, but it really seems like he kind of studied uh, Michael. Rosenbaum's I don't know. I, I mean, I think the way it's written it makes it work, but I think yeah. he's too uh, theatrical. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he sings his words. <laughs> I don't know. He sings too much. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it's fine. It works. I believe it. That's interesting. Um, I've been listening to old episodes of Starkville, South Savelle, especially now this season, like I was one of the co-hosts on the show. So there was an episode where I talked about Lazarus, and uh, one of my big hangups about the episode was how um, cheesy uh, Mackenzie Gray was and how, like, overacting it seemed to be to me. <laughs> So it's funny. That was my first reaction, but now I'm like enjoying it, you know? I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when I watch it, it works. But yeah. when I really think about it, mm-hmm. when I really think close about it, about is he really like Michael Rosenbaum? I just think Michael Rosenbaum didn't sing like that. Didn't. <laughs> so didn't. The- uh wasn't that big. <laughs> so this is the uh, first uh, thing about uh, Clark. Lex talking about Clark's pride and the darkness Yeah, he said, underneath. when you saved me, that your pride started to come out then. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of got a point. You don't run around saving people because we've seen... Clark over the past couple of season seasons, even though we want to see Clark saving people, that's what we want to see. Mm-hmm. But you can't just run around town being the city savior and it not go to your head. Some. Yeah, I mean, I personally have trouble with whether or not it does go to his head. I think some of the darkness that comes out during Homecoming makes a lot more sense than him just being 
accused of being prideful and arrogant. I mean, he does come off that way when he goes back to the fortress uh, at, at the end of the episode. But I really think that's kind of like the writers like leaning into it. Like, see, he's really acting yeah. prideful. Like, I don't remember him. Like to me, that's that's like frustration. Like, what the hell, man? Just give me a give me some credit. Um, but they they do kind of harp on it a bit in these episodes. And I'm I'm sort of sold on it. I'm like, whatever, enough. To uh-huh. But I've seen Clark do a lot of good things, you know. And uh-huh. I think that's bad. He's never like been boastful or or like I don't know. He's always been good. He's always saved people, not just because he wants to look good. He saves people because he he feels. A, a duty to do it. So I don't know. Anyway, we should, we should start Sorry. moving things along. It's okay. Um, <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah. So like says, you're a hero because you clean up the disasters that you unleash. Uh, I mean, I can see that Lex would think that, uh-huh. right. That, uh, that, you know, kind of like the United States is always at war. Well, if we wouldn't be such assholes, maybe we wouldn't have people coming after <laughs> us, you know? Like, nobody's going after Can- – Canada's not in a bunch of wars. Right, right. <laughs> um, it's almost, you know, your enemies can see see a different side yeah. of, of the situation. Clark nearly kills him, but LX-13 says he's going to die anyway, so whatever. And then he sets up the classic hero's challenge, the impossible choice. The, this explosion will drop the Daily Planet globe onto the street below, but also Lois is tied up. Yeah, like, like he he has to choose which one to save, and he can't do both, but he does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, have you not been paying attention? Clark's yeah, have really you, fast. You, yeah, you miss you <laughs> miss uh, est- uh, you underestimated my abilities, dude. And, oh, this is where I wrote, uh, Lois looks good struggling in that white tank top. Um, and uh, <laughs> Clark saves her, and she says, go get him. And then we see... Oh, that was pretty cute. When she's she's like, it, I'm fine. Go get him. Go get him, boy. Eric, Eric Durant is having so much fun. Um, Clark uh, then runs to Metropolis, springs from the roof of a taxi, and practically flies the globe to the top of the building. Mm. Why can't Clark fly? Because <laughs> of the darkness. <laughs> okay. Because of the guilt that he carries. Okay. Anyway, this is uh, the crowd applauds. This is very Superman Returns. He did the same thing in that. That uh, that. But in in uh, Superman Returns, he actually catches the glow ball like like on the street. He like catches it as it falls. Rather than springing off a cat taxi and catching it midair and bringing it back mm. up to the top of it. Yeah, so Clark is super pumped and he goes back to the loft and he almost puts his super suit on. But then the Tom Sawyer book glows and inside the key is radiating and transports Clark to the fortress. And uh, he says how he saved everyone. He felt like he flew. Jarell accuses him of pride. That's the evil in you. There's darkness preying on wavering souls like yours and it's going to corrupt yours. And he says that he didn't give Clark back his life. Huh? Yeah. He's not the one responsible for bringing Clark back. So uh, Clark says that uh, Jarrell doesn't see him as a hero, but the rest of the world does, and he'll just decide his own fate. And um, Jarrell says he was blinded by his faith in Clark. The truth is, he'll never be Earth's savior. And then the fortress goes dark. <sighs> 
Jarrell. Jarrell. I mean, you're Jarrell is so frustrating because you're not a you're not a person. Yeah. How can you change your mind? Yeah. <laughs> you're a program. I mean, I don't know what algorithm was like. If prideful, turn back. <laughs> Dark fortress. I also want to mention this is the last scene um, that we see uh, Clark's black super suit in. Oh. For 20 episodes, that thing appeared, and now it's gone. And obviously we see what we, what we get next. So, um, so Rick Flagg gets rid of Ali. Ali swears revenge. Um, music starts up. It's a repeat, but it's a good song. Um, it's the song One More Day by Vast. They played it in Veritas. Um, when like Lana was catatonic and Clark was sitting next to her sad because brain hmm. infected her. Yeah. Mm. Then we see Tess brought Alexander home playing with toy soldiers and the, uh, soldier, I believe, I believe it's meant to be St. George that's in the fire. Um, I've not seen any sort of thing explaining it, but I think it's the way that I don't know. Lex had some sort of connection about St. George and his story of St. George and maybe Tess knew about it and threw it in the fire. I really didn't understand that. Yeah. What I was wondering is, will this Lex grow up to be a different kind of Lex Hmm. with Tess's influence? Since Tess seems to be a completely different person now. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, those are good questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we also see Chloe trading herself for Ollie. And uh, this is uh, where can we, we say Justin Hartley's feet? We see just. Whoa. Oh, like, just, I know. Justin Hartley's feet. Mm-hmm. Just like, just like uh, Lois in her white tank top. I was going to say, I give, I'll give you this one. <laughs> I was being very creepy earlier. And, uh, yeah. and now I've. Raise the creep level. <laughs> just hardly speak. <laughs> uh, so uh, I just wanted to mention two scenes were actually filmed with Allison for this episode that were cut uh, for time, uh, but they are repurposed later in the season as mm. flashbacks. Um, we actually, I'll, I'll point out when we see one later, uh, but this is um, a diminished role for Chloe's, for Allison Mack as Chloe Sullivan from here on out. Okay. Uh, then we see Lois in the desert, and Clark gets uh, a letter. And Clark walks out out the door of the farm and sees, "Holy crap! Jonathan's fixing the fence." <laughs> <sighs> Work keeps a man honest, Clark. Got to protect the things you love. And he says he never stopped watching out for Clark. And uh, so he's like, "Well, Dad, Mother, Dad disappointed in me." And Jonathan's like, well, what do you care? You, you never cared before. Since when did you start listening to Jarrell anyway? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Clark, Clark says he's, he's been prideful. He's, he's sure he failed. And he, he even mentions that he took out an entire building and nearly killed somebody. Um, which is, talk, he's talking about the, the towers there. Uh, and that he nearly killed LX-13. And, uh... And uh, Jonathan says, we're all confronted by trials. The true measure of a man is how he reacts. And then he talks about how his anger actually led to his heart finally giving out. Mm-hmm. And Clark starts to try to blame Lionel for the fact that Clark, for the fact that Jonathan died. 
And uh, I love I love this quote. Um, Jonathan says, "We can't make excuses for the dark stains on our hearts, son. Um, sacrifices can make resentment easily build up inside." And Clark says he wishes it would be easier if you were here. And Jonathan says, "Every day I wish I had a second chance to get things right. You got that second chance. You could be the greatest hero this world's ever known." Yeah, prove Jarrell wrong. Jarrell was right about the co- darkness coming. You're going to be tested. It won't be easy, but I have faith in you. And Clark asks, what's coming? And then he turns and Jonathan's gone. <gasps> oh, my God. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> I was so happy to see Jonathan Kent again. <laughs> I'll just say. Um, then we see at the uh, the crow's nest where the uh, crystal bird bath was. Um we see a figure emerge in, spo- in smoke. And do you know what that figure is? The darkness. The darkness. Do you know what the darkness is actually called? No. Okay. I'll just keep it to myself then. <laughs> and then we see at the fortress that the super suit has been taken and encased in ice. Uh-huh. And this is the first time that Superman suit is actually shown in pretty much full on the show, not just a shield, not just a reflection. Uh huh. That's a super suit. So great premiere, great premiere. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, let's uh, race through uh, Shield. Okay. <laughs> shield, this is the one where Cat Grant arrives. Which what, thoughts on Cat Grant? Oh my god, Cat Grant is so shrill. <laughs> She's so loud and. Played by Tommy Lane. pitched. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And she's uh, afraid of everything. Can you and see Kat being, like, MAGA hat, MAGA hat wearing right oh, now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She even mentioned something about liberals and ISIS. I was like, whatever. Um, so. Yeah, she's afraid. She lets God or Godfrey. She lets Godfrey... Get her all afraid of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's listening to right wing radio. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast. Right. I'll run through my notes such. here. Uh, so, Africa, I just want to mention Man of Steel kind of ripped this off. <laughs> the beginning of this, uh, the beginning of Man of Steel shows Amy Adams as Lois Lane in, in Egypt, and she ends up having to go against a terrorist group and then gets saved. But it kind of starts with like, Amy Adams pulling off this turban around her face, you know, and oh, like, who is it? Oh, it's Lois Lane. Big yeah. reveal. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, Hawkman's here, and I just want to mention Michael Shanks is no stranger to Egyptian archaeology <laughs> since he was on Stargate for like ten years. Uh, meanwhile, Clark's ready to go to Egypt, but then Perky Cat Grant arrives, and uh, she she dismisses you going Cat Grant by saying no relationship to the woman that's on the TV. <laughs> Uh, Carrie Lynn Pratt actually plays Kat um, She was on Veronica Mars season 3 um, She once played a 16 year old On Law & Order when she was 27 Wow You see on her desk she drops a cat mug And an Amy Grant CD So Kat Grant uh, And uh, her pink boombox Is playing um, The Sean Hannity of uh, Metropolis Gordon Godfrey <laughs> <laughs> Or Rush Limbaugh Yeah and she says or to Clark, Alex I, I, Jones. Oh. Uh, and then she says to Clark, I'm a new partner. And then somebody save me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really like this character. 
Yeah. Because she is annoying, but she's supposed to be annoying. Uh-huh. And I really like how Clark reacts. Oh, but now, more than how Clark reacts to Cat Grant is how all of her... <laughs> <laughs> It cracks me up. Oh, oh God. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Ollie and Tess talk about how he's not sitting around like Clark waiting for his girlfriend to come home. And- oh, was this the part where he's he's in the watchtower and she walks up? You seem like yeah. you're a million miles away. <laughs> I was like, I hate this. I, li- I mean, they're doing great. Cassidy and, and uh, Justin are doing a good job with what they have. But uh-huh. the word, the dialogue is so bad. It's so <laughs> painful. Uh, we find out that um, Chloe has like been digitally erased. She's not only missing, but she, like there's no record of her anymore. And um, Tess admits that she helped Chloe with that. And also, mm-hmm. Easter egg. This might be explaining. Might explain why in Legion, uh, the Legion of uh, Superheroes had never heard of Chloe Sullivan. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, I know that. So then, is this the scene where Tess says, I trust Chloe, I'm sure she's got a plan? Yeah, I think so. Okay. She reads, like, a gushy email from Chloe. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, so Carter texts Clark to tell, tell Clark that Lois is safe, and he owes him one, and Lois is just freaking out. She's like, gods exist. Uh, I just want to know all about this, whoever the blur is. Or the, Clark's like, what are you uh, talking about, Clark? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She she said you could be sitting next to a god, and you don't. Yeah. yeah, she's trying to work out the deal with Clark. Like, what is Clark? Yeah, uh, is he a god? Is he this or that? Yeah, and uh, so Hawkman is like, just ask Clark. <laughs> <laughs> and then he opens up a bottle of whiskey. And uh, little trivia here: when when Carter uh, uh, speaks of needing something stronger than tea, he's not shaved. But then he retrieves the bottle. He's neatly shaven. <laughs> and uh, then he returns in the next shot with the bottle. And he's all of a sudden unshaven again. <laughs> uh, I didn't notice that. Oh, I know what Lois says. Uh, she says, how can you ride in a car when you can super speed? How can you? How how do you have the patience to sit in a car when you can super speed to wherever you want to go? Mm-hmm. That was great. Uh, speaking of riding a car, Clark gets in the cat's Clark car, which is basically a mobile plushie doll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we see Deadshot. Deadshot shows up, and uh, so is Deadshot. Is he is he like a cowboy character? Um, he is more like a I don't know. Like he's very like steampunkish, but he is um, more of a cowboy mold. Um, in the comics, he is uh, he looks a lot different. I don't know. They I don't know if they have there's a version of Deadshot that's like this, but he definitely doesn't mm-hmm. look like you know the Will Smith version or the version that's on Arrow. He's mm-hmm. like yeah, and we've seen this guy the, dead, the Deadshot on Arrow is more like military. The Deadshot yeah. on this is more like a cowboy. The Deadshot right. from Suicide Squad. I don't even know. He's Will Smith. And uh, this guy we've seen before, Anti-Zombie, this is Bradley Stryker. Um, He played uh, Mr. Boston's henchman, Kenny, way back when. Mr. Boss. Remember Mr. Boss on Uh, Anti-Zombie? Oh, okay. I like this guy. Yeah. Uh, So he shoots a bullet into the exhaust, which makes the car explode. Clark... It saves them from an explosion, and like 
Like, Kat's like, oh my god, you know? And, like, no other reaction other than, like, like, the car just exploded behind me. Last thing I knew, I was sitting in the driver's seat of the car, and now I'm outside the car, and nothing. Uh, <laughs> like, if she was unconscious, I'd, I'd, I'd be able to understand it more, but she's not. She's standing there like, whoa! <laughs> How did you explain that? (laughs) But it's a great sequence. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. So cool. Oh, I just realized Deathstroke. Yes. That's different than Deadshot. Yeah. Comics. Comics. Um, Clark finds a bullet. The letters A, R, and T are in there. And Clark thinks that. Yeah, and him and Tess get together and they finally decide that somebody's trying to kill Cat Grant. Yeah. Where to hide Cat? Obviously, the talent apartment. Uh (laughs) Let's bring her three hours away to Smallville. (laughs) Yeah, because somebody has to live in that apartment. Well, Ollie is. At all times. Ollie's already in that apartment. Well, actually, it seems like it must be like a day later because we see Cat coming back with the groceries. Mm hmm. Um,. I love this. I love that she thinks that he's after her. Yeah. And, that, uh, and later on she says, you know, uh, I was attacked by Green... Uh, no, he did not attack you. <laughs> you were... He, you, he was annoyed by you. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing he... Only physical action he took against her was to grab her phone out of her hand. <laughs> like, give me that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I love the whole thing where she t- attacks him with, like, tasers, then the air horn, the dark to the air horn, the horn, like... <laughs> Slowly deflating. Yeah, she's. He's just so annoyed by her. She's. She's just holding him up. He's trying to figure out. He's. He's investigating where Chloe's gone to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I love in the beginning he finds this naughty picture of Chloe. Like whoa, like Chloe. <laughs> Holy cow! Um, and a, uh, a vial of something that he takes. Uh, yeah, Tess tells Clark that they look up. Cat and it's her real name is Mary Louise Schroeger, which I'm not sure relates to anything. I mean, there's such a thing. There's a whole the whole philosophy of uh, Schrodinger's cat, but that's Schrodinger, not Schroeger. I don't know. Uh, Tess tells Clark about Deadshot. Deadshot's on the phone. Tells we know, we see now that the bullet was for Clark Kent, not Cat Grant, even though they have those same letters in it. It's uh, different. Um. Notification. Shh, let me turn my phone off. <laughs> Clark shows up to the talent department with a blue jacket and red shirt. Which I'm like, what? Oh my god, it's Bizarro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say this is the last time we see him in that outfit. <laughs> it's like a tra- it's like a transition. He's in a transition time. And this is actually the first time he's worn a red shirt since season eight, according to Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, cat story. She's hiding from her baby daddy. Mm. But of course, what the heck? There was a there, there's shaky writing throughout this episode. Okay, so the yeah, first thing she's is she's talking ex- about her grandfather, and she wrote for for her uh, local paper for a couple of weeks, and she's an overachiever. And yeah, like but, but what she wrote for yeah, she wrote for the paper as Cat Grant. So she's hiding and under a new identity. Shouldn't it be something different than Cat Grant, or should that old paper say Marie, Mary Louise Schroeger? Uh huh. Or was the paper fake altogether? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the 
Clark saving Cat from the explosion was shaky. Also, what I didn't mention in the apartment with Green, Green Arrow is that Oliver was in regular clothes. Cat Grant came in, she turned around, and he's wearing his super suit. He doesn't have super speed. Yeah. <laughs> he did, He, you know, and if he was, like, standing there with the hoodie down around his shoulders, and then he quickly pulled it up and put his sunglasses on, I understand it, but he was wearing normal clothes. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was odd. Very weird. Meanwhile, uh, you know, in Egypt, Carter's talking about Prince Khufu and Shaira, and uh, Lois says it's a terrible story. And I was like, "Yeah, all right, Carter, I don't want to hear about this." And um, and so Carter's talking about like Shaira, and then starts having a vision of Shaira, and suddenly is kissing Lois. And I'm again, what, what, what is going on here? <laughs> Try that again, and the next thing, kissing your lips would be my fist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Tess is figuring that the 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 bullet might still be for Clark because they're trying to get Clark to act like a shield for somebody. What? So Cat dresses up in black wig and sunglasses and goes to the bus station. Chase and Deadshot chases her through. And I get this. I love this slow motion scene. She's in the the Target. Clark pops. Um. Deadshot one, then stops the bullet in midair and, and lodges it in her bulletproof. Yeah, vest, that was her, so cute. That was cool. And then she starts talking about like, um, how Clark's a real hero. He doesn't need a mask to save her. And uh, so we need a great American hero in red and blue who won't shrink into the shadows. Yeah, there's discussions at some point. She's she's like. Yeah, if, if he if if he wasn't a deviant, he'd come out of the the gutter and show his face. And and Clark's like, well, well, that's easy to say because you know, yeah, they were arguing, and Clark was like, in you know, speaking in a veiled terms, defending the vigilantes, and mm-hmm. and we see Clark got tagged by Deadshot. Carter washes his face. Some masked girl gave it to her, gave it to him, and he got tagged too. Ollie gets tagged by Rick Flag, and um, and gets the better upper hand on Rick Flag, and uh, he says that Chloe killed herself, took a cyanide pill to save her, save Oliver's life after trading herself. So. Okay, Rick Flag was Flagg. played was played by. Ted Whittle. Um, what's his Whittle. face? The guy from. Oh, you're talking Joel. about in Suicide Squad? Yeah, Joel, Joel Kinnaman. Kinnaman. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I believe Ted was also in Suicide Squad, too, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a big crossover. Uh, so Ollie tells Clark about Chloe taking cyanide, and then he says that the vial that he found was a cyanide antidote. So she's obviously alive. She faked her own death. And uh, Clark says that she saw the future. And he's like, listen, we haven't trusted her before. We need to trust her now. And Ollie's kind of blaming himself that the fact that he revealed his identity to her is the reason why Chloe got taken. Not because Chloe is like their teammate <laughs> like he's still treating chloe like an innocent civilian but this starts getting in his mind that they can't be held hostage by their secret identities something's got to change uh-huh 
So Rick Flag and wh- who we find out about is the the girl was plastique. Uh, uh-huh. The cell free Deadshot. And uh, now we see why Rick and Rick Flag and Deadshot know so much is because Dead uh, Plastique knows all about Clark and his super friends. So checkmate is dead. Is just is no longer is done. But the Suicide Squad is still hanging around. Yep. And they don't have anybody telling them what to do. I'm assuming Dead uh, Rick Flag is in charge. Okay. Let's give these boys a chance to find out what it's like to mess with the Suicide Squad. Uh, all right, so back in Egypt, Lois figures out that Hawkman is uh, Prince Khufu. Carter says he's having visions of Shire. He's going to die and be with her soon. And then talks about Nietzsche. The true hero is the one who embraces their destiny and makes it better. They call that person the, the Ubermensch. And, and Lois says... Superman. And she said the word. She said the word. (laughs) (laughs) And also call back. I mean, they do it again in Homecoming, but uh, call back to Clark's first scene with Lana in Smallville where they drop the, uh, he drops the Nietzsche book and she says, are you man or Superman? Yeah. Yep. 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 Then we see Clark stepping onto the roof, dropping the plane ticket. Somebody in the, (laughs) On the city street, Metropolis is like, holy crap, I'm going to take him to Egypt. <laughs> they, they probably wouldn't trust it. They're probably like, what is this? This is some fake, phony <laughs> garbage. Let me throw it away. And, uh, yeah, we see he's got a new outfit, the red jacket. Uh, what a lot of Smallville fans call it this time, the holy red jacket. There's what? the red jacket and then there's the holy red jacket. What does that mean? I don't understand. It's just awesome. <laughs> uh, it's a leather jacket with the S symbol and, and it branded into it. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. it's. I don't know. I it's it's a it's a close tie to my least favorite next to the black black suit. Uh huh. I would rather him in his red jacket, blue shirt. Uh huh. I mean, oh, I, I, I see that we got to make this evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, red jacket, blue shirts, kind of. Uh, Pedestrian kind of. <laughs> uh, be running around in his. He's basically running around in his civilian clothes all the time. Yeah. So I see that we're making like it's more official. It's more of a uniform, more of an, a costume, more of an outfit. But um, I don't know. I, I'll get used to it. I suppose. I don't hate it, but it's right. just different, odd, weird. Well, as you see in the next like three episodes, he doesn't wear it much. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, all right. Um, and there's no explanation of where it came from. Uh, but I pretty much assume that Oliver, he finally took Oliver up on his uh, tailor. <laughs> uh, so Supergirl, uh, the one where Kara returns and Ollie tells the world he's Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. And we see, start with a flashback. And so much more. And so much more. Uh-huh. God. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I know. This is another one of those like, oh, it's like upgrade. Oh, Metallo returns. Nothing else much happens in that episode, right? Nope. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we see a flashback three weeks ago. We see that uh, smoky image emerge from the portal of the darkness and then it explodes into ravens and it, they go and find this radio DJ who's probably a major personality on Fox News at this point. 
Oh, um, oh, this is something that came in when the Kandorians left. Yes, exactly. And it's like a demon that goes into Godfrey. You can call it a demon. It's, it's, it's not exactly I mean, a demon. So, but it's kind of the same idea. It's working it's kind of, in supernatural terms, I suppose. It's the darkness, yeah. the evil. It's the first evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Anyway, the, this very, we we see Gordon Godfrey here for the first time. Um, he's played by Michael Dangerfield, who uh, was actually at Hellcats for a couple episodes, playing like an MC um, at the couple of the cheerleader tournaments. Um, and he was also on Smallville as like a like a mansion security for in the episode Shattered. So he's been on the show before, but like a very very small role. Um, meanwhile, uh, so Godfrey has a press conference three weeks later about his new book, against the vigilantes, and it's really, it's Colin Clark out because it's just, he's got his shield on the cover with like, like a cross through it, you know, an X through mm-hmm. it. And, uh, Lois is back and she reveals that she sent a uh, cat to cover dog sledding in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. So, uh... Godfrey has this whole billboard up advertising his book, and then suddenly it falls. And who catches it but Kara, who like stops at, in midair and winks at Steph and's like, "I'm back." Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think Clark because you're like, "Oh, well, Clark's got to save him. What's he gonna do?" And he doesn't yeah. have to because Kara's there. In the light, flying in red and blue colors, like yeah, for all the world to see. Now the world knows that. Uh, there is a Vigi- vigilantes are out, and, and there's superpower too. Like you know, um, this is pretty big to see a flying person um, with super strength. And I love that Lois kind of gets in a. Isn't that your cousin Clark? <laughs> <laughs> like knowing full well that oh okay I get it now that his cousin is superpower too. So <laughs> like she's kind of teasing. Like how is he? How is he going to explain this to me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because later on, she says, "Weren't you surprised to find out your cousin has superpowers?" Oh yeah, it must have been me, Iraq. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, uh, also, uh, so we're in the Daily Planet, and uh, yeah, when Cat showed up, she dumped a bunch of Lois's stuff in the trash, and now Lois is just sweeping off her desk into the trash. Yeah, I love this rivalry between Cat <laughs> and Lois. Yeah. Uh, Clark talks about how, you know, hey, Kara, this is pretty cool. She's open with her identity. And Lois is like, oh, no, no, that's a terrible idea. Don't do that. And Clark's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but Kara's already doing her cover shoot for uh, InStyle Magazine, it seems. We see the magazine <laughs> the next episode, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, she's got a rack of, of wardrobe there, all red and blue. Uh, she said she when she searched for Candorians or Candor or her mother or something, she couldn't find anything. And Clark so like, you should have stuck around here. Been, <laughs> yeah, I've just been out looking and yeah. now I'm back and I guess I've I missed them. far away from missed- that book of Rao that could, would have sucked me into another <laughs> dimension. <laughs> um, and it turns out that Jarrell has decided that she's now the, the champion, the, the person yeah. that's going to save Earth. <sighs> Jarrell, what a jerk, man. <laughs> Jarrell, who didn't, who warned Clark not to trust her or anything like that, now completely trusts Kara. Yeah. Clark is no longer his son. Okay. Uh, 
So meanwhile, Lois confronts Godfrey at that church and says she's had enough and mocks him for being saved by a super. And Godfrey has says he has a source that Ollie is the Green Arrow and he's going to reveal it the next day. And I love how he words it. He's like, um, his connection has toyed with the Green Arrow before. So do you know who this connection is? <laughs> the toy man? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so enough about that. We must go to the next scene where Ollie is doing Tai Chi. And are you okay with this? I love it. Okay. Show me his feet. <laughs> uh, and he has that flashback to a scene from Lazarus where they were having a flashback there to Chloe and Oliver's first kiss, which is like an extension of him showing her how to shoot the bow and arrow. And then yeah. The kiss. Yeah. We didn't see the kiss. Nope. We just got a uh, just an idea of it. Yep, and then later we see him uh, vacationing at a bed and breakfast in Vermont. Um, all right, so uh, Ollie says the cost of keeping a secret is too high. Maybe it's time to pay the piper. Yada yada. Okay, so Godfrey, we see Godfrey in the limo talking to his publicist. How he's gonna he wants his message everywhere, and he's gonna take the faith in heroes away, and they will look for someone new to follow. And he says, take me to Club Desaad. And his voice gets really low. We see that Lois is the driver. <laughs> Lois and her costumes. Lois's costumes. Lois undercover. Uh, I mean, I like that Lois is like willing to do anything for the story. Yes. She's so determined to She's get awesome. to the story. Yeah. So, Kara gives Clark flying lessons. Oh, my God. We're at the windmill. Chandler's Field again. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> it kind of looks phony, but it's okay. <laughs> well, especially that butterfly is very digital. But, uh, yeah, Clark has to focus on the butterfly, live inside that one noise, and then he takes off into the air. He's smiling, and then he loses focus and falls yeah. through the roof of the barn. <laughs> Kara says he's not ready. And um, and then Clark realizes that how it came to Earth was through the portal, and um, they could probably get rid of the Dark Force through the portal. Um, and Kara reveals that the Dark Force can't possess somebody with clarity of purpose, pure of heart. If if it possesses Clark, it could be bad. Mm. Kara's very pure. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Ollie talks to a picture of his parents. And then he says, "This has to stop." And then, skip, skip, skip to the S and M Club. <laughs> and it's not even at a club. This is Maxwell's, which was the Talon. So we're seeing S and M in bondage in the Talon. <laughs> oh, well, the Talon said at least. Uh, I love that Club Desaad is just like an event because they don't, didn't want to build up another set. So then you're like, Club Desaad is a show that takes place at Maxwell's. And really, Maxwell Lord seems to be a guy that would be into this kind of stuff. So, <laughs> And then we see Lois coming down the Talon's old stairs, <laughs> wearing a full leather outfit, blonde wig, mask. Yeah. You know, I, t- I took those pictures and put it on Twitter. Yeah. And then the next day I go to get a new phone and <laughs> the girl the, at Verizon sees my pictures this has <laughs> happened before and i had picked like i had posted pictures of clark in the episode oh god it's spell 
Where he's tied up. Yeah. And ah. I was showing my fr- uh, you know, my friend at work a picture, and I was like, oh, don't pay any attention to these. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a freak. <laughs> it's just it's just my Smallville obsession. Don't, yeah. don't worry. No biggie. Mm-hmm. I got so, a new yeah. phone, though. It's awesome. An oh, eight. what kind? Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. It's so fast, and it holds charge. I still have a five. Um, yeah, mine was a five C. <laughs> uh, Lois uh, cuffs Gordon, has some girls pose with him while she takes pictures. Okay, th- this all wrapped up too easy. He was too easy. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't care. Like it's like he doesn't. He's not worried about being trapped into this thing. Uh, he's like evil. He doesn't care. And. Like, this is just, like, a vessel, because he immediately starts talking about how much fun it would be taking over a body like hers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out that she's pure of heart. And he knocks her out. So Kara and Lois are uncorruptible. Incorruptible? Corruptible? Incorrupt- they're not corruptible, because they're pure of heart. Okay. They can't be taken over by the darkness. So, but they're, so they're saying that Godfrey was corruptible. Yep. Even though he was a pious, you know, pretended to be pious, uh, right wing, crazy radio host. Yeah. My impression is the darkness isn't actually into the S and M. The darkness alters and takes over Gordon Godfrey. And, and leads still, him to like, be free. Yeah. He's free to do his uh whatever he wants to do. God, this the darkness okay. is uh is is a evil red kryptonite. <laughs> how no, I, I think it has a purpose this, though. How was this S and M stuff shown on the C W? <laughs> I have no idea. Whoa. Cause Lois tied up oh my god that looked like a nine snails video right there <laughs> oh my gosh that was like i can't believe they showed that on television yeah right <laughs> they should have been playing closer during it um any, anyway uh i love when clark and kara come into the a club to side and carrie's just looking around like what the fuck is going, yeah, what is going on and he says blend in and he's, never mind whatever uh sure i'm acting sexy <laughs> where's my magician's outfit um oh wait those are the leaded scene that you didn't see <laughs> so clark confronts uh godfrey and godfrey immediately starts talking about the doubts that clark has within himself in the darkness and uh, all of a sudden goes to take over Clark, but Kara blocks it with her bracelet. <sighs> Boom! And so I guess Godfrey runs off. Yeah, I don't hate Kara in this episode. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of Kara. Maybe that was that something to do with Probably, it. Probably, yeah. I, I was worried that you were going to be like, you know, when when we find out that Jarrell trusts Kara and Kara is going to be the one to save everybody from the darkness, I thought your your reaction would be like, "Well, screw her." <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of was, but yeah, she's not in it very much, and yeah. it's fine. I mean, I'm more mad at Jarrell from the beginning, from yeah. the you know, from Lazarus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how Kara uh, Clark uh, unties Lois, and when Lois comes to, like he's gone. He's like hiding behind. 
like a curtain or something, and Kara actually pretends that she's the one that saved her. And she says, Lois asks her, what's it like to have powers? And Kara says, nothing holds me back. Uh, I'm free. And Lois says, must be easy to be a hero if nothing ties you down. But Kara reminds her, even heroes need someone to come home to. Mm. So, um... Lois is trying to think of a name for her Uber girl, power girl, mega girl Doesn't quite stumble on the super girl yet <laughs> uh, But she reminds Clark that yes um, There are some heroes that are on a pedestal But the blur is my hero He's always going to be there for me And uh, we see Kara's disguise And she tells Clark Leave the darkness to me This isn't your fight And uh, meanwhile Lois goes back uh, to see Ollie, I guess she grabbed the USB drive from Godfrey in the in the uh, club. So they, I, I, it's so stupid. I hate the fact that Godfrey has a confession from the Toy Man. I guess that Oliver Oliver is uh, Green Arrow, but Lois got the USB drive that has the confession on it. So therefore, Godfrey can't replicate that. He can't just go to the toy van and say, "Hey, can you say uh, that <laughs> Oliver Queen is Green Arrow again?" Sure, go right ahead. It's like I, I, I hate that. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like I got the USB drive, so all the evidence is gone. What? <laughs> no. Anyway, Oliver's done having people bite his battles for him, and uh, and then he says it's gone on long enough, and he greets the press. People have these so-called vigilantes wrong. There's only one way to set them right. I am Iron Man. I mean, I am Green Arrow. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I was like, this seems familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it was an Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, like, let me beat them. Let me go ahead and out myself before they out me. Right. Let's move on to the best episode of the week uh, in my um, my opinion. Spoilers. Um, Homecoming. This is the one where Smallville goes back to Smallville. Smallville. Um, and, oh God, the recap. I was just like, come on. They spoil Bug Boy and Brainiac in the preview. Like, why would well, they show this? I, I'm glad that they put Bug Boy in because he looks so different. Yeah. And I would have forgot it. Wasn't that like the first episode? Like, the, not the pilot. Second the, episode, the Metamorphosis. Second, yeah. Yep. Where yeah, he, I, he put Lana in a, a cocoon, sort yep. of. <laughs> uh, so Clark is in the loft. He's got copies of In Style with Kara on the front. <laughs> Fortune magazine has Oliver. And then the Time Ma- Time magazine, of course, has the Superman shield on it. But it's not <laughs> like a good headline. Um, Clark is feeling bummed. Lois is sure that the Blur is going to return. She believes in him. Because I guess Clark is just not being the Blur these days. Even though he got his, himself a new super suit, but whatever. Uh, um, yeah, Lois keeps making these remarks, like trying to um, com- comfort uh, Clark. Make it comfortable for Clark to go ahead and tell her. Yeah. Trying to let him know that... Um, you know that he needs to tell her. Yeah, and also like he needs to like he needs to be a hero again. He needs to stop hiding. It, it's really weird the fact that he gets this new outfit and comes out loud and proud in the second episode, but yet 
in this episode, it seems like he's not, he's been missing. The blur's been missing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, so Lois wants to cheer up Clark, says, hey, we, we should go to Smallville High, the reunion. And uh, he's like, she's like, I, I was, I went there. I was enrolled for 23 days. He's like, he only showed up for five. <laughs> yeah. She showed up more afterward when she yeah. wasn't a student <laughs> than when she was a student. Yeah. Meanwhile, we get this weird sequence with a guidance counselor looking at a Clark voodoo doll. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird. But, okay, so we see that Brainiac's going to be in this episode. So yeah. we're expecting Brainiac to be bad. But if we remember, he was sent to the future with the Legion ring, with the Legion. Uh-huh. And we knew that they were going to like repurpose him and turn him into a good guy. And yep. they did. He's a good guy. So Yay. this guidance, count, guidance, guidance counselor was saying that, you know, he, he ruined lives and uh, he must, he was always involved in these bad things and I'm going to get him. And then Brainiac comes, sticks his finger in her head and, <laughs> and changes her mind. But we don't know that later until later when Clark comes and he drops something, he goes to pick it up and he sees her and she's, she looks at him like she's going to get him. But really, she wants to give him a hug. Give a big hug. Yeah. A uh, little, little Easter egg in that scene, though. Uh, she's like, man, you know, he messed up things. Uh, all these, these, it's, she's talking about like these students that she's been talking to that are meteor infected, <gasps> oh. have no future. Oh, yeah. Cause because they're, they're like, how do I get a job after I've been to jail? But the thing is, the files that she's holding, they're all dead meteor freaks. I mean, there, she's got Alicia Baker's file there. She's got uh, Jake Pollan, who was um, the kid, the kid that uh, Van McNulty uh, shot. Uh, she's even got Tina Greer's file. Like those, those are they're all dead. <laughs> like they, they definitely have no future. Uh, but anyway, uh, I love when Clark collides with the counselor and he gets the flashback of the Man or Superman scene with Lana. Uh, mm-hmm. And then she says, and then the counselor says. Oh, now don't leave early. We've got a special treat for you. And Lois says, a couple more hugs and maybe you'll have to bah humbug some stuff. It's like, bah humbug. I know. I was like, what does that have to do with anything until we get to the but it's also uh, like vision quest that Brainiac takes Clark on. But she says bug and then the next shot is Greg the Bug Boy stepping out of his car with the license plate, Rachnid. <laughs> And yes, and he, you hear that that cicada cicada sound uh, that plays when Bug Boy is there. So um, it's like, oh my god! So uh, Lois, I love Lois remembering everybody's name, and nobody remembers Lois. Nobody remembers her. Uh, and we meet Suzanne Capra, who I don't know if that name is meant to be somebody's. Uh, uh, oh, Frank Capra. Oh, I, yeah, it's I a wonderful so. life. It's a wonderful. Yeah, I guess that works. Yeah, I know. I did. I just realized it too because I was like googling, trying to figure out what episode she was in. Yeah, and uh, this was the only sure. thing she was. So yeah, okay, yeah. it's a wonderful life. Clark Kent. Lois, the, the, he sees Lana's badge. Lana's not coming. Chloe's not coming. Pete's not coming. Pete's definitely not coming. Um, <laughs> Pete's in jail. Um, and uh, Lois acts a little jealous of Lana. Jealous. Mm. Well, I mean, because you you were like, oh, this is going to be another, um, what was the episode where they, bride, where they got married? 
the yeah. when anyway the, when Lois the comes wedding, back yeah when Lana comes or back, Lana comes back rather when yeah. Lois and Clark are are dancing and they're just about to kiss mm-hmm. and Lana walks in with her wig. So uh, Clark uh, sees Chloe's name tag and has to check out the old torch. And we see a flashback of Chloe introducing the wall of weird. Uh, oh. Yeah, because they take all these iconic moments and uh, we see them again. And we see how Chloe was such a baby. <laughs> Her and so Clark, young. both of them. Yeah. And then Clark uh, is interrupted by a perky little reporter in pigtails and a bigger kid in red flannel. <laughs> 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 Uh, Zoe and Clayton instead of Chloe and Clark um, recognize uh, also Lois Lane because hey she dated the Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Lois says, "Oh, it was a quick relationship, but I dated another one and got it in a heartbeat." Uh, so the Wall of Weird has gone viral, and they have figured <laughs> it is out updated to the mid two thousands. Uh huh. Yeah, and they have found out that they figured out that the blur. Was actually born and raised in Smallville Because all this stuff started in Smallville Clark says Don't waste your time on the blur I think he's gone And he's not coming back <gasps> um, And then uh, <laughs> God So yeah Clayton says something like "Oh, It's good the blur's not here He would steal all Clark's thunder And Clark's like what are you talking about And cut to close up of Clark's face Just in misery. <laughs> oh, that was so good. <laughs> with the crown on his head, and we see he's sitting on a throne with Lois. And God, the pan over to Greg Arkin. Arkin's just like looking at him, like, "What the?" I don't know. He's just like, "Give him like the literal bug eyes." <laughs> <laughs> and then time freezes, and it's a really cool effect, especially the part where the, you see like there's a cheerleader hovering in the air. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew how they did that. There was actually a, a great behind the scenes of uh, Homecoming, but it was a lot of just like, oh man, we're here, we're back filming on the set of Smallville High. Again. Oh, I can so imagine. many memories, you know. And yeah. oh man, we've been so far. This is the 200th episode. Yeah, um, and I couldn't find it on YouTube. I, I would have shared it in the group, but it's it's uh, it's a, a special called Back in the Jacket, which I guess they mean the Smallville Crows. Varsity jacket. Mm. Um, so in walks James Marsters, who uh, I forget. Oh, the line was so great, but he said some sort of line, and then he said it like so James Marsters like. Now I have to find it. It's so funny. Uh, vamp, vamp, vamp. Ah, oh, edit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, homecoming. I don't edit these things. Hi, everybody. We're, um, oh, yeah. My sincere apologies for interrupting this festive trip down memory lane. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Just, I can't get it the, the same way he said it, but he sold it. He, he sold, sold it. the line. He sold the line, but it's also like that's a James, that's James Marsters talking. That's not, he's got this peculiar way of talking, um, which I never noticed until like, Smallville, really, to, to how he how he talks differently than other people. I don't know. Anyway, well, because we're so used to the British accent. Yes, that's true. To that's be true. so uh, amazed 
wow, we thought he was British all this time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably it's, that's probably what it is. That's I like, it. But also, it's like a California accent. Uh, yeah, a California I, accent that I really didn't. I didn't know existed until I went to California and heard how people talk. Uh, and it's, it is, it's that surfer, surfer talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's what it was though. It was like all this time, uh, my mind is like, Oh, I'm used to hearing this voice in a British accent. That's, mm-hmm. It's just, so it's weird because it's not British, but you know, really like, like listening to small vote commentaries and stuff, uh, just people pointing out like, no, he actually talks differently than other people. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Brainiac 5 uh, says he joined the Legion. He's cured. He's reprogrammed. Um, he's just like Clark. They were created by Jor-El, and they were, they're were they not immune to corruption. And his corruption started with a nanobite. Where did Clark start? So we go to Christmas past, which <laughs> uh, this is like an episode from October. So they're definitely – but it does start with snow. We go to Jonathan Kett's funeral. Uh, and – Brainiac says it's a defining moment. It's the day that Clark started to blame himself. And uh, trivia, Kelly and Brian wrote this episode and wrote that episode too. Um, but it's true. Like you, every once in a while, Clark will just talk, start talking about how like he killed his father. <laughs> he, he's the reason why John, Jonathan's dead. And then it, uh, Brainiac takes him to the fight between Jonathan Kent and Lionel. And he says, you didn't cause this. This was Jonathan's decision. You cho- he chose to be your protector just as you've chosen to be Earth's protector. We all choose our own fate. And uh, so, so good to see all these old – it makes me want to watch old, old Smallville episodes. Yeah. Uh, we go to Christmas present where uh, Ali is in hiding and he's watching people on the news be angry about him. And uh, he keeps checking his messages to see if Clark's called. Okay. He needs his friend. He's his friend. And Clark's, um, Clark's deserted him. Mm-hmm. And Brainiac says the darkness is Clark's past. He punishes himself, and as a result, he punishes those around him for his mistakes. And he says, "Let it go, Elsa." Mm, like Elsa. Mm-hmm. We go back to the homecoming dance, homecoming, and uh, they're playing Lana's song, "Everything," <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is uh, I don't know if you remember way back in the first season, he like. Well, he saw Whitney and Lana dancing to the song, but then he had like a dream in the loft where he was. She came to the loft and danced with him to the song, and like he, and the episode kind of ended there. Um, so I was like, "Oh man, they're gonna play the Lana song, and Clark and Lois are gonna dance to it." No. Um, anyway, Lois meets Maddie at the punch bowl, talking about how dreamy Clark is. <laughs> then she was a big Clark shipper, but then she was in the Kalana. <laughs> How many cheerleaders run a coffee shop in high school anyway? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lana was such a overachiever. She was so busy. <laughs> uh, this girl looks familiar. She's played by Jill Morrison, who uh, in iZombie was uh, a minor's dog groomer. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm sorry to folks that don't watch iZombie, but you should watch <laughs> iZombie. You get, get these things. Uh, so she says, so you're the moth, not the flame. Are you sure oh. he even likes you? Oh. Uh, and Brainiac says to Clark, you spend so much time dwelling on the darkness of your past, you don't appreciate the present. And then Lois is um, confronted by Bug Boy, and Clark freaks out and grabs the ring from uh, Brainiac and zips to the future, where there's a newspaper that says, Superman saves the day. 
And uh, yeah, if you're lucky enough to be one of those that bought this, the box set for the series that actually came with that newspaper. Oh, wow. I never bought it. (laughs) So Lois, future Lois grabs Clark and starts worrying about his wardrobe, gives him his glasses. Like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? (laughs) And uh, I just wanted to know in this, in this, um, uh, scene, he like takes his varsity jacket off and he never goes back for it. So he leaves his varsity jacket in the future. <laughs> um, I love every time Lois does the like round. Yes. Thing with her, like, it's uh, so cute. Circling her eyes. Glasses. Hello. Yes. Uh, it makes me li- like, I laugh out loud. Like, I just like oh. cackle. It makes me so happy. Oh, my God. I love Erica Durant. Um, and I love that some people like were like, "Whoa, you saw Superman down here!" Like, oh no, that's Clark Kent. He's got because he's got the glasses back on again. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Uh, Clark then realizes by looking at the newspaper that he's in October of 2017, and um, and then Lois says, "We need to talk. I got to tell you about this podcast. Or two grown adults are currently watching season three of our show." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Two people who who have other responsibilities that should be doing other things are obsessed with with Smallville. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I look back at our uh, our episodes, and uh, at this time when when Clark is in the future, uh, we were talking about the Lex Asylum uh, stuff there back in season three. Wow! Yeah, good times. So Clark and Lois have their own office, and he finds out that Lois knows everything about him. And she says it's the anniversary of the day he finally told her. Yeah, it was so romantic. And she ta- she says, is it is it red K? Is it, it's not green K. What is it? <laughs> oh, not black again. <laughs> that was a disaster. <laughs> That's so funny. You can just imagine the, how many episodes of Smallville they've been through. <laughs> yeah. Like that was an episode of Smallville that we never saw. Yeah. This is seven years later. So, yeah. And Clark says he needs the Legion ring, and um, she says something about how like she would never touch that again. Fool me once, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she tells him to check the barn, and then as the elevator door is closing, she starts doing the circle <laughs> 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 And then suddenly, holy crap, he's standing next to Clark uh, Kent. Oh my gosh, my heart like leapt out of my chest. <laughs> How did I get so uptight and nerdy? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're so completely different. Yes. And uh, he says that he needs Clark's help. Uh, and uh, so Clark, future Clark, remembers going through all this already. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, Clark's like, well, if you knew all this, why didn't you stop this reactor from exploding? He's like, well, because um, it would stop me from becoming who I become. Um, so he zooms off, and then Clark looks out the window, and there's a red blur that goes by the window. And uh, he sees... So he's flying. Yes. And he sees Superman circling the explosion in, in, in like, a blur to contain it. But then he realizes his part of the plan was to get to the roof. Uh, because Lois is in Superman the movie, <laughs> in the helicopter, about to fall off the building. And Clark pulls it back on the building, and just, oh my god... When Lois looks in the mirror and sees it as Clark, the smile on her face, like there's yeah, man. she does. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. And, they, they kiss, and it's kind of weird because you're like, 
this is weird because he's not he's kissing a completely different Lois. <laughs> a seven a seven year older Lois. Yeah. And she doesn't know that she's kissing younger Clark. This is weird. Oh, and she talks about how hot that gets this whole thing gets her. <laughs> uh oh I also I, while she's in the helicopter, she like she knocks out the poor pilot. <laughs> yeah. And so then she looks through the windows. From knowing Clark's identity. And she starts doing the eye circling thing. <laughs> and then uh, she walks off and Bradyak shows up and he says that the, his darkness was not only lies not only lies in the past, but also fearing what's to come in the future. And now you can see that the future is pretty bright, you know? Um and uh so we go back to the present and it turns out that Greg's message for Clark Kent was that Clark helped so many people like him and he has a message for her, for him to, to thank, thank him. Yeah. Because we thought that Greg was menacing. Yes. Was going to, uh, you know, but he's, yeah, but Clark made a difference mm-hmm. even back then when he wasn't saving people, you know, from danger, he was, he saved people from themselves. Um, so Clark admits that he lost sight of the present and Brainiac 5 reminds him a hero is made in the moment. And so he goes off to dance with Lois, but, oh, it's the edited version of the song. Uh. It stopped it right before it starts to rock. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he missed his chance with Lois. So he suits up and goes to Jonathan's grave and he says it's time to let go of the past and he's going to always hold on to Smallville. And he buries the watch and says goodbye. And I don't know if you remember the episode in season five, Oracle, the last time he was at Jonathan's grave, he left baseball tickets. Mm. And as we pan out and see Clark stand up, wow, he's standing right next to an angel statue. Isn't that weird? (laughs) And uh, he says, I promise to be the man you know I can be. And so we go to this interview with Oliver. Reporters berating him. Clark walks in and gives him a nod. Yeah, so he's able to stand up and say, yeah, I'm a hero. Yeah, I'm not just playing armchair blogger. (laughs) You're damn right I'm a hero. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Oh, my gosh, Justin Harley. (laughs) So great. Zoe and Clayton get a little message from CS. Glad to see you're still carrying on my torch. Okay, so what does that mean? Chloe took the cyanide, then the cyanide uh, antidote. Antidote. Mm-hmm. So she escaped the Suicide Squad, and she's out there on her own with no digital footprint. Right, and she's she knows that the torch is. Online. Yep. Yep. She knows it's homecoming, probably, and wishes she could be there, but she can't. And uh, I don't know. She probably was like, "Oh, somebody's running the torch. Oh, look at this. These people are still investigating media freaks and stuff like that. <laughs> like, it's so cool." So she sent him a little nice message. Meanwhile, we're back at the barn. Clark has set up a dance for just him and Lois. And thank goodness it's not a Lana song. It's the it's the best needle drop of the week. Kim Taylor's Baby I Need You Which is on the playlist now And uh, he says he missed her And Lois keeps babbling But Clark pulls her in And he steps on her foot So to prevent that She has him step onto her Has her step onto his feet And they say that they love each other (laughs) Oh my god 
like the slowest relationship in history. <laughs> I know, right? It's so great. <clears throat> and, it really uh, is. I mean, I, so I really well like crafted. how. Yeah. And it's not like they immediately started dating as soon as she showed up in town. You know, this is like six years later. Uh, people are like, "Oh man, Lois Lane is here too soon." Well, you well, know she what? was. She was there too soon. She should have been in Smallville. I know. But they've really handled their relationship well because, uh, I mean, you feel the um, they're trying to. Uh, they really feel passionately about each other, but they're trying to contain themselves mm-hmm. and 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 stop themselves from going too fast. And it all makes sense. It's 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 written really well. So now Lois tries to have the talk again, but he just wants to enjoy the moment. And mm-hmm. we pan out and we see that they're floating together. <laughs> And he doesn't even know what's happening. And I don't know what, you know, we don't see what happens at the end of that scene. But, you know, I'm sure Lois, even if she did know that they were floating, she wouldn't say anything, you know. Mm. And uh, last time Clark was unconsciously floating was uh, above his he- above his bed in uh, the episode Metamorphosis. Mm. We also see a floating dance number in the episode Relic between Joe and Louise. Who? <laughs> uh, well, it was Tom and Kristen. Uh, it was uh, Joe and Louise back in the sixties. Kind of, well, kind of like how um, Angel Warrior, the boy, with a Chloe, Warrior Angel, Warrior Angel. What? I oh yeah, yeah. Where uh, he realized he got really excited talking about video games or something, and he realized he was floating, <laughs> but he could fly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we got to get through ISIS quick, like I mean, okay, because really the end is the best part, anyway. Yes. So. So, so Lois is still wanting to talk to Clark. Meet me on the roof. Mm-hmm. But for, well, first there's all this in this where Cat stabs Lois in the hand with a pen. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so this is the one where Clark finally tells Lois. Um, I just want to mention this is directed by uh, James Marshall. Uh, this is his last one. Um, he is one of the best directors on Smallville, um, which is funny that they saddled him with ISIS, which, you know, great ending, but man, I don't know. <laughs> but he did. Uh, That's enjoyable. Let me, let me tell you about the episodes of the Nicodemus, Heat, uh-huh. Insurgents, Rosetta, Phoenix, Obsession, Truth, Transference, Arrival, Zod, Phantom, Veritas, Doomsday, all great episodes. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. Uh, and also, we're okay. So, in the beginning, we're at the Metropolis Museum, which is a place we haven't seen since season one, too. Uh, uh, the episode Rogue, where uh, Clark is forced by a, a, a rogue cop to steal something from that museum, right? The the chest plate of Alexander the Great, which happened just to have a S on it for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Adriana here, played by Erica Sarah. Um, that we see all the time. She was in. What was the one where Lana was a vampire? Thirst. Yeah. She was also Lex's aide in the episode Lucy. Uh, the 100, Eureka, Supernatural. We've talked about her before. Zombie. Um, yep. Yeah. The radio she's DJ. Been, she's been in everything. What was it? Supernatural. Yep. Of course. Everybody's in Supernatural because there's so many friggin' seasons of it. <laughs> 
Uh, so she's the curator, curator, the very gorgeous uh, young curator of Metropolis Museum, <laughs> and she's setting up a Green Arrow show with dancing Green Arrow gr- girls. And uh, Tess calls Ollie out on schmoozing instead of saving. And um, Amulet of Isis is missing. Whoever gets it will be condemned to an eternity in hell. And uh, we see Lois getting ready in an Egyptian outfit for the gala. Of course. (laughs) Just happens to be. And she's got the amulet in her purse, which I believe is a deleted scene from S.H.I.E.L.D., Showing her like collecting her things and knocking the amulet into her purse. But they do show it in the recap. Oh, I'm, oh, but, yeah! I was like, I saw her <laughs> take it, sort of, but I don't know where I saw it. I don't. Yeah. Maybe I did see it in the recap. So Clark tells Ollie that he's going to tell Lois because wait, because in Shield she talks about how, or is it this one where she talks about how she thought the Sex and the City Girls stuff was tacky? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Um, Clark tells Ollie that he saw the future And Ollie's like what <laughs> But Ollie says go for it Coming out was the best idea ever And uh, I just love how they use Coming out every once in a while It's like, well. <laughs> um, So uh, yeah Ollie's got his own cereal He's getting gifts <laughs> It's great good stuff So uh, Lois and Clark Are awkward over their impending Talk and suddenly Kat Pushes her desk over And um, Lois says she's going to the gala and looks, says, like, oh, did you not get an invite? And then Kat tries hitting on Clark saying, oh, we're going to share a byline together. Anyway, uh, Lois waits for Clark on the roof. She finds the amulet and is possessed by Isis, who has a deeper voice. Mm-hmm. This is the fifth time that Lois has been possessed by the spirit of another character. <laughs> <laughs> she was possessed in spell, uh, in spirits. We saw her possessed by Feora in Bloodline and then the Silver Banshee in Escape. So this is number five. Wow. <laughs> That's why I like genre TV. Yep, yep. <laughs> Clark stammers out his secret, but Isis says, that is of no importance to me. And uh-huh. flies away. He's like, dang, even Lois can fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Clark goes to Ollie and they're like, oh man, we don't have Chloe. Hawkman, I can't find Hawkman. Maybe, maybe Tess. And Ollie's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Ollie's like, listen, she can't be all the things. Okay, she can't be a marine biologist. She can't be Luther. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Steph, and I agree. <laughs> this is nonsense. <laughs> Clark's like, listen, come on, it's the last season. We got to bring the whole gang together. Let's do this. Because uh, <laughs> we don't have many people to choose from. She, yeah, like, did you see the cast the list? <laughs> Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Ollie says Isis is looking for Osiris's heart to create hell on earth. And a little flashback here, Isis, uh, we had Lana calling, um, her foundation, the Isis foundation in honor of the goddess Isis to help the meteor infected people. Chloe made a reference to the goddess saying in textbook talk, Isis was the goddess of love and life and healing that even marched to the ends of the earth to help jump stamp, jumpstart the man she loved what the textbook left out is that Isis was also the goddess of the underworld responsible for bringing the great god Ra to his knees. So it's kind of funny that they reference it like seasons before and then, hey, here's another callback. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like all those gods that it, there's 
good versions, positive versions, and negative versions. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Isis almost immediately finds Osiris's heart because you know whatever. Uh, <laughs> and Cat steps out. We're not gonna let you get away with it. And she takes a photo of of Cat, but or of uh, Lois, but it's stopped just in time by Clark. Who grabs her, zips her to Metro Coffee sitting there, and she's taking a selfie of her coffee. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> or taking a photo of coffee. Um, Isis escapes, but notices Clark is even using his abilities. I was like, oh, my equal. Um, so there's a therapist coming to Tessa's house, and did you recognize the therapist? Frenchy! It's Enzo! <laughs> John Emmett Tracy. Who is, uh, yeah, strange, strangely without his accent. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. I know I posted that Frenchie shows up in ISIS in the group, but then I was like, ah, I want Robin to be surprised, so I deleted it. You probably Oh, thank saw you. It. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, I was surprised. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny, like, you haven't watched a show in like seven years, and then <laughs> you go back. You're like, "Oh my god, all these people I I know from other things now." Yeah, We're because now I pay I, I pay really close attention to these small day actors that I didn't pay attention to back then. Yeah. So Cat finds a picture of Alexander that Tess drops and says, "Try Peter Pan and chicken noodle soup." Ah, uh, yeah, because Tess is a mom now. Yep, and Cat tells. Lois or tells Tess that she knows who the blur is. It's a reporter. It's Lois. And then Tess starts just bursts out laughing, <laughs> which is awesome. It's ridiculous thing. <laughs> uh, all right. So Tess drops by Watchtower. Ollie wants her out, but she tells Clark that she took care of Lois. Uh, Lois, uh, the the footage of Lois on the security cameras. And Tess she wants- crumpled the door. Yeah. And to- and threw a uh, security guard. Yeah. Yep. And then Clark goes back and he fixes the door. <laughs> Tess wants to help reconstruct the files with Ollie's low-tech laptop because, you know, Tess is a big tech guy, tech, tech gal, you know? Yeah, but it is kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> I, it's more um, important that Tess had lost Oliver's uh, trust uh-huh. and she's gaining, she's gaining their trust. Right. And, um, the season with the Kandorians really changed Tess because, like we said, she was two faced. Uh, yep. she's she's now learned to trust Clark, and she wants to for Clark and Oliver to trust her. Mm-hmm. So it it works it better. Does. And when I and you I think I'm, about it like that. I do. I and I. I honestly. I. That's how I think about it. I don't really care much about her background or like how how this all makes sense. I just love kind of joking about it. Yeah. Uh, but to me, I'm like, yes, Tess is on the team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can, love I'm Cassidy kinda, Freeman. I know. I'm kind of thrilled that uh, Tess is now a good guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but can we trust her? Mm, we'll see. Anyway, Clark confronts uh, Isis, who uses glowing golden lassos to bind Clark, which is funny. It looks like Wonder Woman's lassos, but mm-hmm. this is also magic, because so you know that's how Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, Cat stumbles upon this sacrifice and says, "I will never understand liberals." 
<laughs> some sort of kinky thing that's going on between these two because she just knows them as Lois and Clark. <laughs> but she can't see Clark. She doesn't know what's going on. She oh, okay. She doesn't know that he's involved in this situation at oh, all. Oh, I didn't reckon, realize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down, Cat must have keys to the place. <laughs> She's just like, here she is sneaking in again. <laughs> and uh, uh, Te- uh, Isis is about to use the dagger of Teth. Adam to stab his heart, and I just wanted to mention that this is a black a callback to Black Adam, who is like Shazam, Captain Marvel's greatest enemy, and was also okay. like ISIS's boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> in the comics. Uh, all right, so Cat knocks something over, then runs right into Green Arrow, and she says, "There's a crazy woman in tacky gladiator boots after me." <laughs> and Ollie puts her in a sarcophagus and says, "This oh, isn't God, what I had in mind." That was so great. <laughs> she's so annoying, and he just wants to get rid of her. Yep. And he's, oh, I loved it. I loved Justin Hartley. <laughs> Uh, Ollie says sunlight through the amulet is going to help, but it's nighttime. Uh, Clark breaks free, threatens Osiris's heart. I- Isis goes to uh, stab herself, but um, Ollie knocks the amulet off her neck. Uh-huh. The arrow heat vision from Clark destroys it, which gets rid yeah. of Isis. Yep. And Lois is not sure how she got there. Um, she's <laughs> like, were we on some sort of Metropolis Museum tour? I love you, <laughs> Clark, Clark. You're such a dork. You're Sometimes such a you're nerd. such a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> And Ali makes up a test. Thank you for calling me out, basically. And he's saying, like, calling him out on his idiocy or whatever, him being. And he just says he misses Chloe. And then Clark comes in and they welcome Tess to the team. And then Tess says thank you and runs out real quick. And we see her crying in the hallway. Yeah, but then she kind of gives another look that is very, very, very subtle look to make you think. Can they? Is she going to double cross them? Is she? Mm. Is she going to be? Uh, can they trust her? And I. And it just makes me think of when they're filming television shows, just like, like Lost. That I'm sure they film like different facial expressions. Yeah, yeah. Let's take another take. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When they decide what they want to use, mm-hmm. what it, uh, what the, what it, kind of signifies. Is she is she saying I got them? I, I, they're, they're trusting me, and, and I'm in control. <laughs> or is is she really emotional because um, of the journey that she went on with the Kandorians? And now I really I I bought it as just her being like overwhelmed with emotion and mm-hmm. uh, being finally trusted. But she is keeping a secret, Alexander. Mm. And Doctor Enzo uh, wonders what Tess sees in Alexander, and she says his heart. And then she brings Peter Pan to Alexander, and they snuggle up together. And then she gives him and a he, kiss. And he tells her she loves he loves her. Aww. Yeah. And I'm sure this is very confusing for Tess because she, the way she loved Lex and admired him, mm-hmm. and now he's and now she's raising him. Yeah. <laughs> because when she first met Enzo, Doctor Enzo, Enzo, she was going <laughs> to let him take her, take take little Alexander, Lex. Yeah. Yeah, and then he comes back to get him, and she won't let him have him. Uh, all right, we got to move on here. Uh, so, so this is where Cat stab, stabs Lois's hand and nearly gets a fist through the face. Uh, <laughs> Clark stops the fist, and Cat says, "I have photos of your S A T A N I C sex pictures." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Clark zooms and breaks her phone. <laughs> Poor cat. Yeah, because he was like looking at. It. He was like looking at. It. He was like, I got, I got to have a chance to get over there and destroy that phone. 
I thought they were going to make us believe that he like opened up the application and deleted the phone pictures of the phone <laughs> super speed, but I'm glad he just broke it. Cause that makes more sense. Cause I was like, I was going to say, no way there's a phone yeah. application work that fast. In, in 2010, you could do that. Yeah. You could break it and it just, yeah. it, it, it's done. Clark's Clark's like, listen, cat Lois was possessed. Like, and Lois says, this is Metropolis. Things are weird all the time. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, Clark is bandaging up Lois's hand and Lois mm-hmm. says she feels like she knows the blur. We have this special bond. Kind of like the bond that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you, but not the blur. He's probably keeping it a secret for a reason. I wish he knew I was willing to take the risk. And, uh, Clark says he's been afraid of people knowing the truth about him his entire life. And he feared people rejecting him and, and losing them. But, and he says he would regret losing her more than anything else, but not telling her the truth about him. Um, uh, she says she's willing to take a leap. He says, it's me. I'm the blur. And Lois runs at Clark, knocks it, tackles him to a pile of boxes. There's confetti, <laughs> shredded paper everywhere. And, uh, they kiss and she says, what took you so long? <laughs> and the look on Clark's face, just like, oh my God, this girl totally played me and she's the best <laughs> and she's my equal. And this is, this is so awesome. <laughs> and he smiles. Oh, it was great. My note for this scene is squee. <laughs> uh, last bit of trivia, both Lana and Lois each took six seasons from their per- respective introductions to find out Clark's secret. Um, both had already discovered a secret before Clark decided to tell them her himself. So I love how they kind of give the give the women in this show a little bit of power, you know, by like just not being completely duped all the time by Clark, mm-hmm. which is the way it used to be, like in you know, like the old series. Ah, Lois never knew. All right, since uh, we got to wrap this up, let's get into episode of the week. Um, it's homecoming, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yes. To me, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, the End of Isis is just one of the best. The End of Isis is great. I love S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I'm not crazy about the Hawkman stuff and the stuff that takes place in, in Egypt. I but didn't the, care about... But you like Cat. Yeah, I enjoy Cat. That's awesome. And uh, the, the Deadshot dude. I love... like. I think Lazarus is second place for me because of all the callbacks and the... the the, the confrontation between Clark and LX-13. Lazarus is one of those, like a lot of finales or premieres, that's, that the dialogue is very serious. It's just very serious. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not calling Siri. <laughs> <laughs> I said serious. It's, uh, it's very serious and... Um, in a mythology heavy or whatever, and it's not fun. I, I prefer the, the fun. I'd say the best parts of that episode for me are Lois on the scarecrow pole. Uh, very iconic image, even though it's, it also is kind of sexy. Um, Clark s- saving everybody from the Daily Planet Globe. And then also, of course, the Clark and Jonathan scene at the end is so, like, at this point, Appointment for me like it's so You know and and especially like Watching it live it was like five years Since seeing Jonathan you know Yeah and John John Schneider would do Like interviews and stuff like oh yeah You know I have such great memories of being Jonathan Kang You know I'd always come back and do it you know If they needed me 
Um, and I, he's finally back here. All right, so let me give you your episode titles for next time and some teases. Okay. All right, so the episode titles are Harvest. Mm-hmm. Ambush. So is Harvest like a Halloween? Mm-hmm. Fallish Halloween episode? Okay. I do believe what? it takes place in October. We're in October of the season. October okay. through November, December, January, I think. I don't know. Uh, ambush. ambush. Okay. Abandoned. Mm-hmm. Patriots. Oh Lord. <laughs> uh-huh. And Luther. <sighs> well, I know oh, there was a uh, a quick little thing in one of these episodes where Alexander tells Tess about how fast he's growing. Mm-hmm. So Alexander's <laughs> going to be Lex. Teases. Alright, first tease. Clark tries to protect Lois. But she ends up making some sacrifices at a harvest festival. Oh, does she get possessed again? <laughs> <laughs> Next is Alexander starts growing a bit creepier. Ooh, does he turn into a teenager? Is he an angsty teenager? Mm-hmm. Next is the general and Lucy visit for Thanksgiving. Really? Really? <laughs> is it Michael Ironside? <laughs> yep. <laughs> And uh, Peyton List. <laughs> wow. Uh, next is Tess meets the knitting old lady and unearths some secrets from the past. Okay. Meanwhile, Lois discovers some past secrets as well. Uh, next is the government gets involved in cracking down on vigilantes. Uh. Next is. A hero returns. Married. Okay. <laughs> uh, next is Clark finds himself living a very different life. And you might enjoy this Red K episode that doesn't actually involve Red K. <laughs> wow. Okay. And your final tease. A familiar face returns and totally breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> Really? So, okay, so I think Hawkman and his wife come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I hope that Lois doesn't find out things from the past and get mad. Like, like I hope that this her finding out about the uh, Clark being the blur. I hope this doesn't backfire somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have Thanksgiving and. So Chloe comes back and breaks the fourth wall? I didn't say that. I just said a familiar face returns and totally breaks the fourth wall. Huh. Okay. All right. So those are your assignments. Uh, Thank you, folks, for tuning in for this extra long episode. This is what happens when we have Saturday mornings to ourselves. (laughs) But uh, now my coffee is ready to go. So uh, I need to go. (laughs) Uh, uh, Join us next time for We Don't Want to Wait. Bye. Bye.